Your inner geek wants to come out and play. But where to go? Join Vernon Wells, the ultimate club where you and your fellow geeks can hang out, play games, and just nerd out 24-7. Whether you love RPGs, video games, or are just a major fan of sci-fi and geek culture, Vernon Wells has something for everyone. Let your geek flag fly at Vernon Wells. Sign up today and see for yourself. VNW.club. That's VNW.club. Ladies, gentlemen, geeks of all ages, you are now entering BJ Shea's Geek Nation. Welcome. Yes, welcome to BJ Shea's Geek Nation. I am the Reverend Enfuego. Across from me is Vicky Barcelona. Hello. We've got the show's namesake. That's BJ Shea. It is good to be back, sir. <laughs> and running the boards is Joey Dees. Another year older. Oh, oh yeah. By the way, the on assignment was because it was Joey D's birthday. And he was hungover for a week. Yes, yeah, finally yeah. recovered. It was a long week. <laughs> on today's show, I will talk with Gareth von Kollenbach about video game news. Woo! We will get our first impressions of The Mandalorian and other assorted Disney Plus shows. Joe and BJ will talk about Terminator Dark Fate. We'll be back. Will you? No. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, the Geek Sheet with Vicky B. Vicky, how can people get a hold of us? Get a hold of us via our website, bjgeeknation.com. It's going to have all our blogs, podcasts, and more. more! Just BJ Geek Nation on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, radio.com, and iTunes to find us. Yes, exactly. And if you want to leave us some five star reviews on the old iTunes and then send us a screenshot and, uh, you know, quite possibly uh, email that screenshot to us and say, hey, look at this five star review. Maybe we'll send you a completely and utterly random comic book. Yes. yes. There will be no bribery as far as anybody knows. <laughs> oh, yeah. We don't, we're don't. we much much above. We are uh, not good at English, but uh, we are not above uh, actually bribing our uh, I mean, our we just listeners. said a screenshot of the, of, you know, their review. We never necessarily said positive. So we're not trying to influence you yeah, negatively <laughs> or positively, <laughs> yeah. but please send us a positive review. Yeah, give us give <laughs> us those five stars because our fragile egos will, uh, will thank you for that. My mommy thinks I'm cool, but no one else does. That's true. Make me feel cool. Yeah, <laughs> do it for Vicky's coolness. Uh, one of the things that we love to do is get a uh, get some feedback from people who uh, have lo- uh, watched some things that we <laughs> may <laughs> not have. Feedback. And one of those is uh, we actually got a message from Michael Olson. Oh, talking Michael, ab- talking about Doctor Sleep. Michael talks about a lot of stuff. <laughs> if you don't know what Doctor Sleep is, it is the sequel to The Shining. Yes, uh, Stephen King wrote the novel and the movie came out I was looking forward to this and then completely forgot about it and then it was released I didn't see a whole lot of press about it so I was kind of I was a little worried I heard a lot of people were digging it everyone that I did see that saw it were very very happy about it and so we did get the message from Michael who said well I just saw Dr. Sleep if you are still interested in the listener reviews here's my short one thank you for the short one 8.5 out of 10 here's the thing I absolutely love this movie they did a remarkable job following along with the book for what a movie could do. And there were so many times, so many times because of this that I wanted to shout out or laugh out in glee. But it was a small audience in a big IMAX theater. It's just what they did 
to the one character. They didn't have to do it. They just did not have to do that. There was zero justification for it. If it had the proper happy ending it really deserved, summed with all of the gothic horror we just saw, man, what an awesome movie it would make. So, I mean, he still gives it 8 out of 10. That's not bad. And, uh, I mean, and that's part of the problem with a lot of uh, Stephen King's work is that it needs to be uh, made a little more movie-friendly, like with The Shining originally, Kubrick doing that. Uh, they didn't have anything like the hedge monsters in the movie, and so it, a lot of people have a real point of contention when it comes to that, because in the book it plays such a pivotal role, and Kubrick was looking more along the lines of having it just deal with Jack's alcoholism, yeah. which is both pertinent in the movie and in the books. So moving on from that, it's, you're not really going to want to have like giant weird hedge monsters it's running like around eating people. replacing a bunch of space squids with a nuclear explosion. Mm, oh, really? Yeah, that's what it's kind of <laughs> like. <laughs> so, Michael, thank you so much for that review. If you guys want to send us some reviews, uh, this really makes me want to see this. Also, in terms of the villain in this is a character called Rose the Hat, who is their, their psychic vampires. Oh. And so this is kind of uh, intriguing to me, but a lot of people are saying this is one of the best villains that Stephen King has had in a movie. So Ooh. that says a lot. Even Stephen King really, really lo- uh, liked this movie and has said really good things about it. And unfortunately, it looks like they were, I don't know if they officially did or not, lose money because it didn't have a really big box office presence. Because, I mean, it is a niche thing. Mm-hmm. It's a sequel on top of being a horror movie. Uh, but it did get 77% on the tomato meter. But n- bad. 90% on the audience score with over 4,500 v- reviews. That's better. And it does uh, have a correlation to the Kubrick... Uh, movie as well so there is some with that so if you're kind of worried about how that's going to go I don't think you will have to worry. Uh, moving on from that, let's talk to Mr. Gareth Von Kallenbach from Skewed and Reviewed. That is SKNR.net. Gareth Von Kallenbach joins us from Skewed and Reviewed. That is SKNR.net. And Gareth, we got to talk some video game news. So let's start off with the Alien game. What the hell's going on, dude? Well, this has been a really unusual one for all of us uh, Alien fans and the gaming fans. So, flashback in the calendar, January 2018, we get an email saying that there's a new game in the works from Fox Next and Cold Iron Studios. Cold Iron is made up of vets who worked on some of the Bioshock games. They worked on City of Heroes, things like that. Now, no pictures, no title. No video, nothing. Just they're working on a game. So here we go uh, into uh, late in the year, and Alien Blackout comes out, which was the mobile game. Nothing said other than, nope, that game is still in the works. Don't worry about it. Same thing on the So we get to E3. Nothing at E3. Everybody thought it was coming up at the Video Game Awards show. Nothing there. Nothing at this year's E3. And then, you know, there were rumblings that "Mm, maybe Disney canceled it since they took over Fox and all of this and blah, blah, blah. Well, then out of the blue, Titan Books, who makes a lot of Alien and Predator uh, paperbacks, such like that, came out and said, "Um, we've got a book coming and it's due out in late July of 2020. And it's called uh, it's a um, prequel to the upcoming video game by Cold Iron Studio. Ooh, really? Yeah. And so then they go and do this outline about a Wayland yutani uh, base slash colony and alien biomatter and 
Colonial Marines and so on and so forth. Now, we understand the game is a massive online shooter, uh, but then, you know, that's kind of been scaled back to, is it a massive online shooter or is it just an online shooter? Who knows? But now we kind of have this little date to work with saying, okay, the book is coming out in July of next year. So that's after E3. That's after San Diego Comic-Con. Usually when you do a book tie-in like this, it's usually right around the time of launch, slightly before or slightly after. So we're sitting here saying, barring delays, I could see that game being somewhere between June and September. Nice. And I mean, that's just the fun little news tidbits that I we hope that you do the research on because I don't think I'd ever find out anything about that. And we got the scoop. I love it. And I mean, at this point... Absolutely, completely, and totally rumor, but it's still something to look forward to. It is. I mean, like I said, the great thing about it is we know the book is coming. We know that they've said it is a prequel to the game. We know the game has been announced as in development, and it's been confirmed as in development. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. progress. Huh? All the pe- oh, yeah, all the pieces are coming together. Now, you mentioned Bioshock. Are we going to be getting a Bioshock 3 at this point, or is it just vaporware? Well, that's the rumor. Uh, we, you know, we had Bioshock 1, Bioshock 2, and Bioshock Infinite. And Take-Two Interactive has recently done an earnings call. And, uh, you know, really quick, an earnings call is essentially they make a call to the uh, shareholders report, hey, this is what was profitable, this was not, this is what we're going to do about it going forward. Uh, lately, it's become a big deal because uh, various members of the media are sitting on, in on it. You are familiar with the infamous Blizzard one yeah. and the Activision one where they talked about all the profits and then immediately announced all these layoffs. Well, one of the big tricks they do is they announce upcoming projects. And the whole idea is to get the investors excited and to reassure them that the future looks really bright. Supposedly, in a recent earnings call, they've hinted around at several major titles in production. Now, Take-Two also is the parent company of Rockstar. Red Dead 2 is out. Oh, yeah. So some people are doing the dance saying, okay, are we looking at Bioshock 3? and possibly the next Grand Theft Auto. Ooh. And the emphasis has been pushing heavier toward the Bioshock 3 side because they're saying they're due. It's been a long time. It's been really quiet. Um, you know, looking at their big franchises, they have some, but it's not the kind of announcement they would make for a new franchise. It would normally be something existing. I mean, we, we heard similar rumblings before Borderlands 3 was announced. So that's where a lot of people in the media, a lot of people in the investors are saying, we think there's some movement on the Bioshock front. Man, I hope so, man. It's like some of the most iconic uh, just visuals came from that game, also gameplay and story as well. And I know that a lot of people have been clamoring for that. Absolutely. It's it's definitely needed. And then finally, you've got some updates about uh, Call of Duty as well, correct? Yes. Now, so uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, a very good game for those of you who haven't uh, played it. They have restored the uh, solo play for this one, a brand new graphical engine, 
very dark and gritty storyline literally ripped right from today's headlines. And one of the great things is it, it has the multiplay uh, aspect. There's the uh, kind of a co-op where you guys, you know, two players go through. There's the standard multiplay that everybody knows about with deathmatch, team deathmatch, so on and so forth. Well, Activision has uh, really shocked a lot of people by saying maps are free. You're no longer going to have to buy them in map packs. And uh, to back up what they said, they just recently put out a massive patch that included uh, night versions of some of the maps. So if you'd like to, you know, shoot in the dark, uh, (laughs) you can definitely do it. That seems like an interesting kind of take on that. I mean, it's kind of fun just because it kind of flips everything. And I mean, I mean, you can go on like Twitter or like Instagram or anything and do night mode. So I mean, it makes sense to be able to do that. <laughs> oh, exactly. And you know, it, it it ties into the game because there are a lot of night missions in the game yeah. where you have night vision goggles. But then there's one like right now I'm stuck in a bad guy's cave complex. <laughs> I don't have my night vision goggles. And it's tough to see, especially when they've got tripwires up to grenades all over the place. Oh, jeez. And uh, I, yeah, I don't mind telling you, I've, I've cursed <laughs> up a few times. <laughs> oh, I understand that. I understand the rage that comes with playing first-person shooters. Gareth, thank you so much, man. Again, Gareth Von Kallenbach at Skewed and Review. That is SKNR.net. Get tips on video games, movies, television, and so, so much more. Thank you so much, Gareth. Take care. Thank you so much, Gareth, and a lot of video game news, but I mean, the biggest news of this week was the fact that Disney Plus did launch on Tuesday, and... Oh, really? Was that a thing this week? Did that happen this week? It might have been a giant thing, and there might have been 10 million subscribers on day one. Don't feel like that was... I was around for that. Well, the day one subscribers is kind of a misnomer, uh, because they've been having people sign up for months now. I signed up a long, long time ago, so long ago I forgot my login and all that fun stuff. Yeah. Managed to figure it out, managed to push through all all 10 million people trying to watch the show, uh, the show being The Mandalorian. Uh, I watched a couple other things before that just because I couldn't really get on to The Mandalorian due to the technical difficulties and stuff. By the way, Vicky, Mm -hmm. I know you love X-Men the Animated Series and it was a staple for my youth. Yes. Mm, Doesn't quite hold up. Which is hilarious because I actually ran into the uh, hallway um, here at work with one of our gals, Christine. Uh-huh. Shout out to her. She's done a lot of our banners and stuff. And she said yesterday was her birthday and she stayed home and she watched X-Men the Animated Series. And I'm like, uh, I heard some people say it doesn't hold up. What do you think? She's just like, they're wrong. She's like, yes, the animation's off, but the dialogue still holds and up. And that's the thing. The animation is really bad, but... It's 90s. It's 90s, and the dialogue is really is, is decent, and the plot moving forward is pretty mm-hmm. good so far, and it's one of those things where I'm just like, all right, I'll have it as kind of background. I'm doing some other mm-hmm. stuff so I can listen to it. And I didn't realize they had five seasons. Oh, yeah, there's a so lot. So there's a lot of that. Of course, the big one everyone's talking about is The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, The Mandalorian Candidate. No, that's oh, The Manchurian Candidate, oh, which is... Something else entirely. Oh, the midichlorian. I, yes. Oh, the midichlorians. Oh, oh, maybe another contentious point in the Star Wars universe. Yes. Uh, here's the one thing, though. Universally, like uh, there are very few people who are even uh, kind of met about the Mandalorian. I've either seen someone's the, the worst that I've seen so far. Are people saying, "Is it?" I don't really think it's as good as everyone's hyping it. But they're not saying that it's bad. 
and I just everyone's been loving it. How have you been feeling about it, uh, BJ? Well, I'll tell you this, uh, and people have to understand. You take a look at the quality that goes into this. The, you know, it it is beautifully done. There's no doubt about oh, that. Yeah. I heard they were spending over twenty million per episode for this, and uh, having watched uh, Star Trek Discovery and knowing how much money they spent on those episodes, I oh, was yeah. I was wanting to make sure that I had Star Wars movie quality. I feel like I got Star Wars movie quality. You have a problem with any show where one of the main characters you don't get to see his eyes and his mouth this will be a thing yeah hopefully it will be able to still get enough out of it and still love the dude but that will be a problem you can't relate to a character if he's in a mask all the time and you don't see facial expressions it's one of the faux pas you do in the mo- in movies and tv mm-hmm. we'll see if they can get around this uh, but I, I actually liked it and look the ending to episode one has me like okay i yeah. want to know where this is going to go now i know joe hasn't seen it yet that's right and neither is Vicky, so we're not going to say anything about the ending. Plus, it's only been, you know what, four days. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing, though. And they're doing, they're, they're dropping the new episode, but today, right? Yes, yeah. today. So yeah. the and new the second episode's already going to be out, and every Friday afterwards, yep. it's going to be coming out. Yeah. Eight chapters. I was kind of curious as to whether these were going to be uh, like bottled stories of the Mandalorian, but it seems like this will be an overarching story. So what we see in the first episode will lead to all of the rest of them. Yes. So I'm happy about that. This has a feel of uh, the man with no name, with uh, the, the good, the West. bad, and the ugly. These are like westerns with blasters. It really is. They even call him like in the description a lone gunfighter. Is yeah, really what they call him. And it's it's so good. Like there's just certain shots where you're like, this is lifted from any western that you ever seen, and I yeah. love it. Yeah, and I feel like that that's what people loved about Firefly was that Western feel to that show. So I i love it. I think the production quality is great. The acting is pretty decent so far. Uh, really enjoyed the bounty droid who was uh, voiced by, I never can say the guy's name. Taiko Watiti. And Taiko, of course, uh, did uh, our boy in uh, Avengers and uh, yes, Thor Ragnarok. Thor Ragnarok. Uh, and forget his name, but he was a rock, the New Zealand accent oh, rock like guy. Craig? Craig. 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 Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's the rock guy that. <laughs> and Piss off ghosts. Yep, that one. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, so he he's really really good. In he's that. also one of the vampires in what we do in the shadows. Yes, that's and right. He plays the droid IG eleven, and, and IG eleven's pretty awesome. He also played a kid's imaginary friend Hitler. <laughs> yes, well, he's Joe in Dr- that. Yeah, Jojo, he, yeah, he's, he directed it, I believe. Yeah, and yeah, starred in it. Yeah, he's oh. actually Hitler. In Jojo Rabbit, wow, that's He's that's a, a movie. A I person see. of color playing Hitler, I love it. Um, it's and uh, the Mandalorian was created by John Favreau. Yep, that it's guy's good. Really, it's really fun. I'm really happy he did this. Uh, me too. Ha ha. Get it? Oh, because he, he plays Happy. In yeah, the, there you go. MCU. You, yeah. Uh, just a little quick insert yes. here. If you guys haven't seen it, I think uh, season two's already dropped. Uh, the Chef Show. If you guys, oh yeah, it's it's a really after he made the movie, the uh, Chef, he, he directed, wrote, starred in, produced all this stuff, and it's nothing to do anything nerdy. Although Scarlett Johansson and Robert Downey Jr. are in it, and so is Sofia Vergara. He kind of cons- went on and made like a mini show. Like he just started filming for fun, and just. 
you know, it ended up on Netflix. But he gets guests from all these superhero movies in all the time. Gwyneth Paltrow was in one of them and they're cooking together. He had Robert Downey Jr. and Tom Holland where they were just hanging out at this restaurant eating all the food. And it's just them like hanging out. So if you kind of want a different peek into his world. That's fun. I think they had one where they went to like Robert Rodriguez's, I believe, his house. Or one of those one of those directors. And he's just sitting there making them pizzas because <laughs> he loves to cook. And he talked about how he made chocolate. Like, it's just funny how food is a really creative outlet for really creative people that have nothing to do with food in their regular jobs. Absolutely. Uh, one note on the Disney Plus. Uh, Disney just recently held a media day for this. And during the journalist gathering, uh, the platform's head of content and marketing, Rick Strauss, told The Verge that the group currently has zero plans to bring in the Spider-Man movies onto the site. Not only does this include the Spider-Man Sony movies, but also Spider-Man Homecoming and Spider-Man Far From Home, uh, there's going to be a lot of the animated Spider-Man stuff on Disney+. It's already on there right now, yeah. Yes, but they don't have any plans, and I think it's just... Makes sense. It's not them. Yeah, it's Sony. And there's some other things that are uh, not quite out there because of other obligations. Uh, Shows that are on Netflix right now aren't going to be on Disney+, Plus, but will eventually... Yeah, they also said that they would not put the Fantastic Four movie, uh, the new one, on there to spare us. Yeah, because that's yeah. just hot trash. Yeah, they don't, you don't yeah, want to put that on there at all. Yeah, that's so. why they said they wouldn't. Yeah, that that, that's the reason why on that one. <laughs> I was watching another streaming service and it popped up like, things you may like. I'm like, no, it is not. <laughs> it is, in fact, not something that I like. Another show that's not necessarily geeky, but I know a lot of people kind of geek out about how the world works and you get a celebrity and you put them into uh, interesting situations. Uh, there's one out there now called The World According to Jeff Goldblum on oh, Disney+. Oh, that's Plus. on Disney+. Plus. It is on Disney+. Plus. How is that? Fantastic. First off, if you've got a low threshold of Jeff Goldblum, do not watch this. He, it, it's Jeff Goldblum and all his weird wonderment. All of his, glo- his yeah. Goldblumy? Yes, exactly. And he's, he, the Goldblum is set to 11 on this one. Yeah. I feel like he just gets better with age. Like the crazy dial, like good crazy dial just yeah. keeps going further yeah, and further. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got his eccentric stat to the max. <laughs> and uh, the, there's it's doing the same thing as a lot of the Disney Plus shows right now is they're going to be released weekly, so you don't have to worry about trying to binge a billion shows. All right. Uh, it lasts only about a half hour, and the first episode goes hi- goes into him uh, talking about the uh, the sneaker world. So all the sneaker heads and all the people that make all these custom, very expensive sneakers. Uh, and you get to kind of see the geeky world on a different aspect, not about sci-fi or anything, but about shoes. Oh, yeah. And he gets really deep into it and get a little bit of the history of it. And one person even sent me a message because I mentioned that on social media that I was watching it he's like I never needed to know this much about shoes but I'm pretty glad I did and I can't wait to see where else they're going with it it's one of those new original programmings that Disney Plus has that is uh, fantastic Moving yeah. on from that. Yes, sir. I need to talk to Joe and BJ here. Why? Because you guys went and saw Terminator Dark Fate. Get down. And uh, the, it did not make a lot of money. It got number one one week. Yeah. And then and it still was kind of a lukewarm yeah. sort of reception on that. Rotten Tomatoes hasn't given it a total crap rating, but there's not a lot of enthusiasm about this. And, well, how do you guys feel about it? Well. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let Joey D's give his no. expert opinion. <laughs> I feel like I just come on to this podcast to badmouth things. <laughs> I know. But, yeah, okay, so here's the thing. I okay. actually enjoyed the movie. All right. I think overall, after I got of it, you know, I was like, you know what? It's a Terminator movie. Hooray. I got the Terminator. But... So the first half of the movie is great. Uh, they kind of just build up a new storyline because it's a new movie. Right? Yeah, That's yeah. Because the they're ignoring 
two and two a little bit and three. Really? Yeah, they're like jumping in and telling you essentially that Sarah Connor saves John, but not fully. John ends up dying in the beginning of the movie in like a flashback to let you know that there are still Arnold-like Terminators in the world. Oh. That yeah. essentially just shut off or whatever, or just disappear because their mission's complete. Mm-hmm. How they know that, who knows? But that happens. So they follow this new chick who's essentially new John, who they're trying to kill. Oh, and you're like, all right, okay. awesome. This is just going to be Terminator 2 again, where you know they find Arnold and yeah. Arnold helps them and blah blah blah. And instead of instead of liquid metal, these guys are like nanobots, right? Yeah, they really don't explain how. It they- looks like liquid metal sometimes. Okay, it yeah. has huh. the nanobots, but the nanobots can can uh, operate separately from the metal Terminator that That's they're the attached difference. to. The oh, difference is the weird. liquid metal will can be separate from the exoskeleton and that way it's like two of them. Yeah, but for they show wow. you a scene where he does walk through something and you're like, but there's still the core Terminator. Are they all yeah. nanobots then? Yeah, Why does so, he have an original form? That's Uh-oh. the point. Yeah. Already a plot hole. Yeah, yeah. but again, <laughs> uh, so I tried to ignore it all. I all tried. Right, all I right. tried. So we get through it. I'm actually having a great time. Like, yeah. I don't even care. Like, I don't care about the discontinuity or whatever. I'm, ha- you know, until they get to Arnold, which takes an hour and ten minutes. Okay. Don't know why, but it does. And he's in a cabin with a family. Wait, and with, a, with a family? With a family. And yeah. apparently he's developed emotions. Yeah. And this is where I was like, what? <sighs> huh? Do, do they explain it? Yeah. They do in the sense that, hey, this is a movie. Does this work for you? You know, they just uh, essentially say, oh, well, I had 20 years to do nothing and I evolved. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, it's not a physical relationship. I've never had sex with her, but she loves me. All that right. is a thing that was said well, too. I, I heard, I, I, I read an article oh, that said that me. James Cameron wanted to have the Terminator, especially the T-800, be able to feel yeah, yeah, and like reproduce, like actually, like yeah. be able to reproduce. And I'm like, buddy's a machine, and that's the why, whole point of this. This is why they told George Lucas not to do the movie anymore. Stop tinkering. Yeah, well, or you <laughs> maybe you've lost touch. Yeah, and I really wow. feel like whose ever idea was to come. The first half of the movie was entertaining. I loved all the new people that were in it. Uh, Sarah Connor kicked ass. Uh, Mackenzie um, Davis was great as, as her character. That was good, and they. They basically kick you in the gut in the beginning of the movie going, okay, like Joey says, like, oh, hey, they they, they, t- they picks up maybe a couple months after Arnold jips himself in the lava. Okay. And you know, okay, so there he is. He's looking young. Great CGI. There's John Connor looking like John Connor. And then there's, you know, Sarah looking like Sarah. And then all of a sudden here comes a new old school first edition, if you will, from the first movie, even looking like he's from the, like the, the, the really? late 70s, 80s. Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger's just walking, hi, you are at the beach and somehow when you're at the beach you can't stop me and just comes in <laughs> and really just blows away John Connor wow. like after all that she's done to protect him it was just so underwhelming how easy it was for him to come in and go hi I am another Terminator and I've just shot through the daiquiri and your little umbrella and I've <laughs> killed John Connor they do look like they're in an all inclusive resort and she's just sitting on a beach chair and then John's there and then you see the Terminator no boom right and that's in the it. chest and you're just like Oh God! And you're like, wow. okay, what? Is, so at first, I'm thinking, what does this mean? Does this mean then everything they tried to do is going to be undone again? And now John Connor's dead, and yeah. Which, by the way, if they did that, 
that would be a great thing to go, okay, did somebody else try to fix it after the fact? Like, they, all right, we'll try again because we still have our same future, which sucks. Yeah. Well, that's not what they did. No. No, they didn't. No, because... Instead, they said, oh, no, you prevented the future. These are other Terminators that we sent after we sent the first one. And Joey and I can't seem to agree where these Terminators come from. Do they come from Terminator 1 or do they come from Terminator 2? I believe they come from Terminator 1, which means they sent a bunch of these Arnold Terminators from the first movie. We only saw the first one. Then they sent a liquid metal guy out who never communicated with the old Terminators that he was there. And nobody seems to get the message that the kid is either alive or dead or whatever. And none of us know about this. And I'm like, why wouldn't the future know they sent more than one Terminator? Because yeah, right? Sarah, everybody, even John Connor, all of them were really clueless to this. You know, so it was like, oh, my God, this is switch. This is Swiss cheese because. The new Terminator doesn't come from the future with Arnold's Terminators. They don't know who Sarah Connor is. They don't know anything about the T-800. As a matter of fact, they have a completely different like model line that has nothing to do with the letter T or anything. And so we're just like, what? It's a whole new future that went to hell that that's why they sent... So like this new future that went to hell that doesn't know anything about the old future, they decided let's we'll send somebody back in time too with the same kind of technology that I guess exists, even though it's a whole different future now. And I'm like, oh, wow. and there's a new John Connor, and it's a little girl, and it takes I think it's South America, Joe. Is that where the, that where basically that's where the family live? Where the the little? It's a great question. I can't. I forget her name. <laughs> I think I think her name was Alicia or something. Um, and that's yeah, a great oh, oh God, help me. Well, my, yeah. uh, Danny. Danny. Oh, it's Danny. Thank you. Yeah, Danny. Yeah, and it wouldn't have been that bad, right? Because again, it's just the storyline. But the first thing you see with Arnold. He's cracking Coronas and putting limes in them and then yeah. handing them to people. And he does this twice. And it's it's just such well, bad yeah, product placement. Drink. Oh, yeah. Drink, man. Yeah. yeah. Do you know why he got emotions? Well, after I killed it, because it's the same Terminator. Oh, yeah. So it's the same Terminator that killed John Connor in the beginning of the movie. And he's been living for, whatever, 30 years just chilling because his mission's over. Then he decides, I feel bad about killing John Connor. So he's been texting Sarah locations of all the other Terminators that are still continually being sent from the future that no longer exists. But somehow they're still coming to our planet. And he writes, for John, in the text, but doesn't tell who. So she's been running around, old lady, uh, you know, basically old lady Connor running around killing Terminators by herself now. So she's somehow when she was younger, she couldn't protect him at Club Med. But an old Sarah Connor could go out and kill all these Terminators. I, I love I'm, how we started uh, this segment, uh, this review with, eh, and then getting to, oh, God. It's just, it's, it's, it's just like whoever wrote this is like, I'm sorry. Mm. It's just stupid. The whole concept is stupid, which is too bad because it actually is a pretty good movie. I just have to forget there's a story. <laughs> so if you go for the action... You'll be fine. Even Arnold's just pay T-800 no attention. Terminator, even he's good as the T-800 just doing the action stuff. But Arnold going, I have emotions and I felt bad after killing John Connor and my mission was done. So I decided instead I'd help you kill all the other Terminators that none of us knew were coming. <laughs> even yeah. though the future's gone where they would be coming from. But anyway. <laughs> we, I need you guys to watch more movies like this because right. I kind of am entertained by the frustration. Oh, I hate <laughs> it so much. You will love it too because like the first scene you see when they're going to leave with Arnold, Arnold, uh, they ask Arnold what he tells his family because he's leaving. He makes them leave too and he's like well what did you say to them Arnold I told them 
I would not be back. Which is great. <laughs> I did appreciate yeah. that. Because that's old school Arnold. Yeah. What did wow. you tell them? I won't be back. Wow. And I'm like, you know what? And I won't be back to see this movie. There you <laughs> go. That's the great way to end this review. Thank you guys so much. Now it's time to get to... The Geek Sheet with Vicky B. Vicky, it's Friday. So what does that mean? Um, Stay home? No. Movies. Go out and watch a movie, damn it. I what do you mean, got for us? Sure, but there's not a whole lot in the nerdy world, really. Oh, not this week. really? Yeah, I think the closest we have this week is uh, the new Charlie's Angels movie. Oh, right. That's out. Yep. I think wow. this is like Elizabeth Banks's like first or second directorial you know, debut, I guess, or movie. I hope it out. does well. I, I probably will watch it sometime. I don't know if I'm going to go to the theater to see it. I don't know if I'm that interested. Yeah, I'm not too sure on this one. I mean, as of now, it has 58 total tomato reviews and 18 audience score reviews. So of the tomato meter, it has 66%. All right. And the audience score has 83 oh, as of now. Oh, Kristen Stewart's in it. I know a lot of people like to hate on her, so I, I worry when it comes to something like this similar to like Captain Marvel it's like how many people legit hated the movie and how many people just were trolls yeah the previews look good it looks fun it's like if somebody said you want to go see the movie, I'd be like, all right, let's go. I, I, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't say no to that. I know a lot of people just get discouraged because of her acting. Like a lot of acting. people say she's so just. And it's interesting. dimensional Because there are three Bosleys in this. We oh, got yeah. Elizabeth Banks, like you said. Uh, Patrick Stewart's in it. Yep. Sir Patrick Stewart. As another Bosley. Which and- one's number one? I should be number one Bosley. <laughs> and uh, Jimon Honsu, who is, he, he has a geeky pedigree as well. Yeah, he was in Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, Star Lord, finally. <laughs> uh, Korath, yeah. <laughs> he was also the wizard in Shazam, the first one. Oh, really? Like the, the, or the last like wizard guy who gives him his powers. He was oh, that guy. he's that guy. Wow. Yeah. But, like, he's that guy that you recognize. Like, oh, you're in this one and this one. He was in Furious 7. He was in, you know. How did you guys feel about the original? Well, not the, well, maybe. Oh, for, Vic, for Vicky, the original Charlie's Angels would be the 2000 one. Right. For BJ, it would be the uh, 70s one. Uh, so how did you guys feel about? each of those well the 70s one was it really did help women become badasses because it usually they, because men usually did all the actiony stuff and so with Charlie's Angels in the 70s they were the ones doing all the badass stuff yeah and that's kind of how I felt with it too I, I really like the one with uh, was it Cameron Diaz Lucy Liu and um, Drew, Barrymore. Yeah, Drew Barrymore and that yeah. was fun too was that, was, a, that was a fun sort of update of it all yeah yeah I had a great I watched that a lot of times when I was a teenager so I say that was a good one um, I'm curious to see what they do with this one mm-hmm. um, if you're not going to go out and to watch that one if you want to stay home watch there's so <laughs> many good shows out right now like yeah. we were talking about with all the Disney Plus shows but yeah. besides the Disney Plus shows how about some other really well you know popular TV for the week okay mm-hmm. Watchmen of course yes yes uh, Rick and Morty Oh yes, it that just came Rick out, season four. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, right. yeah, so you're yeah. gonna go deep on that one, aren't you? All right, uh, his dark materials. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah. We, and we and we will we'll actually be telling you a little bit about that actually, mm-hmm. as well as uh, another great show called C. We'll talk about that on Monday. Yeah, Ooh. yep, yep. A bunch of good uh, television out there. Maybe too much. I don't know. Yeah, I think you're right, dude. I really think we, you're right. We have to split up on right? this front. Like, you take that side, you take that side, I'll take these shows. But we end all end up watching the same ones, too. Because we want to discuss it. <laughs> I do like that everything's going back to more of a week-to-week thing, so we don't have to binge everything. That's true. I'm I, very happy about that. I'm wondering that. if that's a, they're going to keep that philosophy or if they're just doing it because of the first uh, free... Was it first week or first month uh, free? For everybody, they get a free week. If mm-hmm. you're a Verizon customer for Disney+, Plus, you get it a full year. Yeah. I... 
don't I don't have Verizon and I just went for the full year package anyway. So And I got Apple <laughs> TV Plus for a full year for some reason and maybe I think they're just offering it to all their Apple customers. Is it because you just you got the new phone, right? Uh maybe that's why. I think that's why you is got that. Why that. I got the Apple TV Plus? Mm-hmm. Okay, there you go. Yeah, my wife has it too, but I don't know how to set it up, so hopefully <laughs> we'll figure that it's out. It's really easy. You just go, I want to set it up. Oh, okay. Fair enough. <laughs> Siri, set up my Apple TV. And it probably does it. Or sorry if I just triggered everybody's Siri to go off right no, there. No, you didn't because you have to use the word hey before it. Oh. So you're pretty good like that. Yeah. See, there okay. you go. Whereas with the Alexa, yeah, as soon as you say yeah. her name. Alexa, volume 11. That's what is a bad thing to do. <laughs> and there you go. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, folks. Turn it down on there. Is there anything else out there for uh, movies? You can go back and watch Doctor Sleep or uh, mm-hmm. Terminator Dark, Dark Fate, Joker, Maleficent, Okay, Zombieland. so all the old ones that yeah. we've already talked yeah. about. Are you can watch The Punishainer in a car movie. <laughs> Ford versus Ferrari yeah. with a bunch of other Wait, geeky was peeps. It Batman and the Martian? Yeah, it's really, it's Batman <laughs> and the Martian. You can just say that. Batman and the Martian. Until next time, guys, stay nerdy. Your inner geek wants to come out and play. But where to go? Join Vernon Wells, the ultimate club where you and your fellow geeks can hang out, play games, and just nerd out 24-7. Whether you love RPGs, video games, or are just a major fan of sci-fi and geek culture, Vernon Wells has something for everyone. Let your geek flag fly at Vernon Wells. Sign up today and see for yourself. VNW.club. That's VNW.club.